haven't seen Ben in a couple of weeks, so I called to see if he wants to hang out. He says he's got a dinner party to go to. I could probably come along if I want, but I say, but what? He says, I don't know whether you'd be comfortable in a room full of gay men. I say, hmm. I say, do you think you're the first gay dude I ever met? I've been to WeHo. I've been to Chelsea. I've been to the Tenderloin. I have shot for furniture on a fucking Saturday and been forced out of bed to the horror, the horror, run errands. Plus, you can eat off the kitchen floor in my place. I can hardly eat off your fucking table. You've got magazines stacked so high, just walking through the door drops my center of gravity below sea level. I'm gayer than you by several micrometrometers of the metrosexual metric system. Is everybody going to be wearing assless chaps? Do I have to have my gown taken out just a little, the holidays, you know, and replace the brown bananas in my Carmen Miranda hat? No? Then thank you for the invitation, and I'll pick you up at 7.30. And bring a magazine in case I have to go to the toilet, but not a gay one. It's not that kind of bathroom break. We make four left turns before I realize that's a fucking circle, you dimwit. And finally, my GPS pipes up like an MP3 player they hang on the inside of your car at a wildlife preserve. On your left is the natural habitat of the North American homosexual. As with birds, the males tend to be the more colorful and flamboyant of the species, plus they giggle every time you say peacock. They congregate around watering holes with names like the Balls Room, Ass Wednesdays, or sometimes a cigar is just a cigar, except when it's a big brown dick in your mouth. Please keep hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times, as there have been numerous but uncorroborated accounts of forced manicures and pedicures upon the poorly groomed. Our hosts are Mark and Noah. Their home is decorated with tribal ornaments where Mark has traveled as a documentary filmmaker, including Popeye New Guinea, some country in Africa that sounds like Steven Seagal, and other places I'm pretty sure he just made up. His partner Noah practices acupuncture, which I know he made up. Noah tells me that a poke on the ear can alleviate pain. I must disagree because I once whacked a woman upside the head for eating the last of the ice cream in the freezer and that only made my suffering much, much worse. Jason is gorgeous enough to be gay but isn't, having met his lady love in a gay bar in Argentina. And after a year of courting, which is what you call fucking when you're writing about a guy you just met, his girl is moving from South America to live with him. Can you beat that shit? I couldn't find a woman in a tampon focus group and this lucky motherfucker stumbles into pussy at the dog pound. And you know she's gorgeous, too. Nobody journeys a continent and a half for a girl with a pleasant personality. I want to beat both of them to death with a scratching post. Ed enjoys a long-term relationship with a woman who lives in Spain. Lillis lives and teaches in Ireland, and he and his partner also own a home in Los Angeles. I begin to wonder whether the secret to commitment is sitting your ass on the other side of the fucking world before the object of your affection can sit his or her ass onto your last nerve. Dove introduces me to her son Addison, who's 11 months old. Aren't you, sweetie? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Oh, no, Addison, you fucking ain't. You're one year old. I'm not doing fractions on my day off. You're one. Next year, you'll be two. The year after that, three. You'll get the hang of it. I'm not 338 months old. 
not on this MySpace profile anyway. Addison is adorable, which is what you call a baby you just met. If left on the floor, a baby will call straight to the most expensive thing in the room and fuck with it. In this case, the stereo. There is laughter. There is the sound of seven unrelated conversations at once. There is talk of work and, of course, travel. A woman from Italy joins us, and I learned that if you don't actually speak Italian, you can make yourself understood by a talking like this. In Spanish, every other word means what it means, but it also means dick or fuck if you say it wrong. Like instead of saying, I caught a cold, you might accidentally say, I fucked a cold. I say, oh, I think I dated that one. And instead of ordering a pina colada, you might accidentally ask a bartender to put your dick in a blender so you can drink it. I say, I know for sure I dated that one. Mark has made an appetizer of goat cheese, char leaves, and walnuts in a pastry shell. I'm pretty sure he made most of that stuff up too, but I eat three of them. Chris, though, is the evening's master of ceremonies, kitchen-wise. He is an enigma, and if you go anywhere near the stove, he wraps your knuckles with a soup ladle. He presents a salad with hearts of palm, slices of bread with some spicy seafood paste lathered over them, and finally a brothy stew of different kinds of fish and mussels still in the shell. I affirm my belief in gay adoption and tell Mark and Noah I'm bringing over the papers in the morning, and my bunk beds can go in the big closet in the hall. Anyone who doubts the authenticity of gay couples ought to spend some time with one or three or however many there are in the room. Sometimes you can't tell the players without a scorecard and a twister mat. No one mentions butt plugs or big black knobby dildos. No one offers me poppers or crystal. No one says, can I get a motherfucking iced tea? Because this crowd, of course, drinks wine and not the cheap stuff. No one rhapsodizes about Brad Pitt's abs in Troy, or Tom Cruise's abs in Vanilla Sky, or Gerard Butler's abs in 300, or why a straight guy might have such encyclopedic recall of other dudes' abs. No one talks about all the sex they could be having if not for all this chit-chat. Except, of course, well, you know, me. Gay men and gay women should be able to tell other people they're married. Every time someone introduces me to his or her partner, I want to ask them if they solve crimes. Straight relationships have two speeds, girlfriend and wife. If I introduce a woman I've fucked twice as my friend, I'm getting a high heel spike through my occipital lobe before I get home. Next time, fellas, try introducing a woman as your sidekick, or your faithful ward, or your mascot. Then you'll know how a gay man feels. Your asshole will hurt all night from the shoe your podna leaves in it. Gay couples ought to be able to say yes. We could be doing the hot butt naked with strangers till the break of dawn, cranked on crank, swinging in leather harnesses with more straps and buckles than Michael Jackson's back-to-school backpack, watching hot boy men roller skate around the dance floor in hot pink booty shorts. But we know one day the music will stop, the disco ball will spin no more, and last call for cosmopolitans was half a decade ago. We want a true fine love. We want to stay home and watch movies and every once in a while host a house full of people who like us. It's not an orgy, but sometimes you get chocolate. <laughs>